Good morning and welcome to worship here at the table at Central United Methodist Church. My name is Matt Smith, and along with Linda Duhirsu, we serve as the co-pastors for this community of faith. And Chloe is with those who are gathering online at thetable.live, and we encourage you to reach out to her directly if you have any questions or need anything. We are grateful this morning to welcome a colleague and friend, Reverend Debbie Weatherspoon, with us this morning to share a message Debbie is a United Methodist pastor, and she is also very, very soon to be Reverend Dr. Debbie Weatherspoon. Today, thousands of people, thankfully I am not one of them, are running 13.1 miles for the Shamrock Marathon. So to put this in context, in Debbie's doctoral work, she has done the first 13 miles, and all she has left is that last, like, point one. Almost there, almost there. Her studies are at Wesley Theological Seminary in DC, and she is completing then her writing around faith in the face of gun violence. And then here with others um, gathering here in Sacramento to mark 10 years of Moms Demand Action, both um, downtown tomorrow at the Capitol for a legislative day of action. So thank you, Debbie, for being with us. Our musicians are gonna move us into worship together with song. But I want to invite us to take a breath, and we're going to actually open in prayer because we come with a lot moving in the world. So I invite you to take a breath. And some of us might need to take another breath. God of healing and hope, we long to slow down together in this moment of worship. We long for your love to join our hands, for your love to overcome in every part of the world where we find ourselves at war, in every place caught in suffering. We hold in our hearts our trans siblings and neighbors who find the very reality of being who they are in the world increasingly under threat. May your love grant these siblings peace. May your love overcome the hatred they face in legislative action and simply by walking down the streets as they are. We pray for our siblings and neighbors who are fleeing homes amid violence and persecution, for children who go to school hungry and children who are afraid to go to school. God, in this suffering world, may your love stir and embolden us to join with you in creating a place where all are truly free. Help us, God, to open our hearts, our minds, our souls, that we might feel truly free in your presence and be sustained by your call to do justice and love kindness and walk humbly. Amen, amen, amen.
How long does it take to make the woods? As long as it takes to make the world. The woods is present as the world is, the presence of all its past and all its time to come. It is always finished, it is always being made, the act of its making forever greater than the act of its destruction. It is a part of eternity, for its end and beginning belong to the end and beginning of all things. The beginning lost in the end, the end in the beginning. What is the way to the woods? How do you go there? By climbing up through the six days field, kept in all the body's years, the body's sorrow, weariness, and joy. By passing through the narrow gate on the far side of that field, where the pasture grass of the body's life gives way to the high, original standing of the trees. By coming into the shadow, the shadow of the grace of the straight ways ending, the shadow of the mercy of light. Why must the gate be narrow? Because you cannot pass beyond it burdened. To come into the woods you must leave behind the six days world, all of it, all of its plans and hopes. You must come without weapon or tool, alone, expecting nothing, remembering nothing, into the ease of sight, the kinship of eye and leaf. See what you see. 
It's wonderful just to be here with the Spirit and with all of you. Welcome. My name is Sarneet Prasad, and I'm our Sunday morning coordinator here at the table. We're grateful to be together, both in person and online, for our Lent worship series called Sabbath Rest, Wendell Berry, and the Sabbath Poetry of Lent. Thank you, Pastor Debbie, for being with us. 
For those of us online at thetable.live, Chloe is with you as our host this morning. Please message her in the chat if you have questions or need assistance. Today's bulletin is available with a QR code for those in the century and a link will be shared for those online. If you would like to learn more about our community of faith, please text the word NEW to the number on the screen. We will celebrate baptism at sunrise on Easter morning in the Rose Garden at McKinley Park. If you would like to learn more about the possibility of baptism, for you or a child in your family, please contact with one of our pastors or message Chloe directly in the chat online. When you feel ready to connect with others and learn more about the table, our co-pastors lead a series called Growing in Faith, which is designed to help newcomers learn more about how we share life here at the table. Our next Growing in Faith series will be held on Tuesday evening from 6 to 7.30, beginning April 18th. Learn more and sign up online on our website, thetableumc.org. So one of my little friends, uh, he asked me this morning, what am I wearing? Like, what is all this? So I did want to give a little brief. Uh, it's a festival of colors called Holi. And Holi is, we invite um, spring, we celebrate together, laugh, love, joy. Um, with that said, um, Holi happens to be on Wednesday, which is also happened to be International Women's Day. So I, I always like to be bold and beautiful. <laughs> so I have this bindi, which is mostly worn by women in, in Indian custom or in Hindu customs. And I was like, why, wait, I would put this on to, to show my feminine divinity within me. And it's, it's beautiful, it's, it's a third eye itself, that's a representation, but at the same time it gives the beautiful spirit that is within me. We will continue to move in worship now with the scripture. Instead of reading this morning, Pastor Debbie invites us to experience the contemporary reflection on John 4. This is Women at the Well from Student Life Creative. Lord Jesus met the woman at the Oh, 
to the city. She went running, 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 running to the city. She went running, 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 running to the city. And she told them, I found the man who told me everything I've done. to be seated and our musicians are going to keep the music going just a little bit and I'm going to invite our young friends to make their way toward godly play. Sarnit is in the back and Jan is there. Will is on the way. Godly Play is our ministry with children in elementary school. Across, this, uh, across the campus, you'll find the A-frame where we gather uh, with loving professional childcare for our youngest friends. And Godly Play is a space where children gather together in a circle. They hear and see and touch and experience the stories from scripture and wonder about God's love in their lives. We are going to keep moving in worship with sharing of scripture that Sarnit named. And this is a video. And uh, when I was in seminary, a professor called this a contemporization. So this is a, a contemporization on the text from John. So I invite us to move together into the scripture uh, with this video. I'm a woman of no distinction, of little importance. I'm a woman of no reputation, save that which is bad. You whisper as I pass by and cast your judgmental glances, but you don't take the time to look at me or get to know me. For to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And otherwise, what is the point of doing either one of them in the first place? I want to be known. I want someone to look me in my face and see more than just two eyes, a nose, a mouth, and two ears. But to see all of me and all that I could be, all of my hopes, loves, fears, but that's too much to hope for, to wish for, to pray for. So I don't, not anymore. Now I keep it to myself. And by that, I mean the pain. The pain that keeps me in my own private jail. The pain that has brought me here at midday to this well. To ask of a drink is no big deal. But to ask it of me, a woman unclean, ashamed, used and abused. Outcast of failure, a disappointment, a sinner. 
No drink passing from these hands to your lips could ever be refreshing, only condemning. And as I'm sure you condemn me now, but you don't. You are a man of no distinction, but of the utmost importance. A man of, of little reputation, at least so far. You whisper to me and tell me to my face what all those glances have been about. You take the time to look at me, but you don't need to get to know me. To be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And you know me. You actually know me. All of me, everything about me, all the, every thought inside, every hair on the top of my head, every hurt stored up, every hope, every dread, all of my past and future. You know all that I am and could be. You tell me everything. You tell me about me. That which is spoken from another would certainly bring hate and condemnation. Coming from you, it brings love, mercy, grace, hope, salvation. I have heard of one who was to come to save a wretch like me. And now here in my presence, you say, I am he. To be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And I just met you, but I love you. I don't know you, but I want to get to. This is, I must run back to town. This is way too much just for me. There are others, brothers, sisters, lovers, haters, the good and the bad, the sinners and the saints. Who, who need to see what you've shown me, to hear what you've told me, who needs to taste what you gave me, and to feel how you forgave me. To be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. They all need it. We all do. We need it for our own. The holy message. So here's my colors. Got my colors. Thank you, God, for bringing us all here today. Thank you, God, that you woke us up, even with that change in time, that silly change in time. Thank you, God, for this moment that we are here to open ourselves to your spirit, to hear your word proclaimed, and to receive a message that you have for us. Please, God, I ask that you be within me as I speak words that you have given and dreams that you have given and hope that sustains us all. 
Amen. Pastor Matt did not ask me to give a title for my sermon, but if I were to title it, it might possibly be what had happened was. Let's see how it holds up. So Brother Wendell said, what is the way to the woods? How do you go there? By climbing up through the six days field, kept in all the body's years, the body's sorrow, weariness, and joy. By passing through the narrow gate on the far side of that field where the pasture grass of the body's life gives way to the high original standing of the trees by coming into the shadow, the shadow of the grace of the straight ways ending, the shadow of the mercy of light why must the gate be narrow? Because you cannot pass beyond it burdened. When I was with you before, it was August 2018. I know you all remember that. <laughs> I was on sabbatical. I mean, that was my status with the annual conference. As a clergy member, one who has been in was at that time had been what had happened was I had been on active full-time ministry for 20 years but I had stepped away from it and after one year of a quarter-time appointment at a nonprofit I had just begun a one-year sabbatical a sabbath a sabbatical perhaps <laughs> we're only allowed to do that for one year Methodist method. <laughs> so since 2019 and the years that followed up to this very moment in this very room, I have been on a leave of absence from active ministry. It's been a six days field for me. Kept in all the body's years, the body's sorrow, weariness, and joy. Back before I came here in 2018 on that day that changed your life, in 2017, I was serving a congregation. I was kind of going through a difficult time, and I received this phone call, call kind of out of the blue from your pastor, Linda. She didn't know I was going through a difficult time. We didn't talk all the time. We first met back in 1999 when I moved to California with my husband, whom she knew, and as I recall, we kind of bonded over watching ER one evening during annual conference session. Cool. But that wasn't the TV show that would really connect us. When she called me in 2017, she told me she had a dream where Sonny Corinthos told her that Debbie was in trouble and she had to help me. Does anybody know what show he's from? General Hospital. <laughs> You're going to heaven. <laughs> so my six days field journey began. I was able to be here in 2018, and I remember several of you sharing really encouraging words to me in this season of unknowing that I had entered 
And even as I was taking my last class in my doctoral studies, yes, back in 2018, in that upcoming fall semester, and that I just didn't know what was next, after that, not long after I was with you, a malignant tumor meant a mastectomy and radiation were on the horizon. By climbing up through the six days field kept in all the body's years, the body's sorrow, weariness. Much of 2019 was the discovery of more cancer, so another mastectomy and reconstruction. Invasive carcinoma removed, chemotherapy not required, tamoxifen for five years, the body's sorrow, weariness, and joy. Fast forward to the fall of 2022, Pastor Linda and I text, and she tells me there's something going on, and it's sad. I tell her, I can handle sad. In these days, in this field, we can be together with a kind of knowing and a kind of wondering and a kind of wandering and share the updates on General Hospital when we just don't want to talk about real stuff anymore. <laughs> because to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. Our sister here in the video at Jacob's Well, this well is said to have been found by Jacob and Rachel and shared with their son Joseph, our sister has three counts against her in her context. A woman, which meant she had little control over her own life, even her own body. <clears throat> Another sermon. Second, she's a Samaritan, a small despised group of people despised by other people who think they're superior. Another sermon although they worship the one God. And third, she has her reputation, five husbands, and living with a man to whom she's not married. Well, a wonderful tradition of a rabbinical interpretation called Midrash might help us to have an idea of how things were then and probably why there were five husbands. I mean, if one died, the custom was she had to marry her husband's brother brothers eventually if they decided you know she's just property and so maybe they'll just divorce her and whenever they just felt like it and her father perhaps would go ask the other brother how about you want to marry my daughter and then what if she couldn't get pregnant maybe he would leave her so maybe there's another brother and he divorced her too. Maybe after all this, maybe finally she found someone she could love. But maybe he's married, but his wife is ill. Perhaps she was in a six days field. And then she met him at the well. 
He spoke of water he could give that would be like a spring inside you, eternally welling up. He knew her inner thirst. How does she get from the six days field to drink of this water? Wendell Berry writes in his Sabbath poem, by passing through the narrow gate on the far side of that field where the pasture grass of the body's life gives way to the high original standing of the trees. By coming into the shadow, the shadow of the grace of the straight ways ending, the shadow of the mercy of light. Why must the gate be narrow? Because you cannot pass it burdened. When our sister runs from that well, she's not the same person who walked into that well, up to that well at noon. Not only does Jesus know her, but she knows Jesus. She knew who was promised to come. She believed he was the Messiah. She brought others to come and to learn from him, and she learned from him too. And what had once been counts against her in her context, she could now embrace because her context now is the community of God. The realm of God where she could see herself and others in the image of God. Burdens left behind. At the end of January of this year, clergy folks gathered in the Pacific Grove area at Asilomar. Pastor Linda and I took a walk on the beach. But before that, we had been in a gathering kind of like this, and a colleague had preached about our sister at the well. That was the theme of the gathering. And there was this kind of, you know, fake well as a, as a worship image right here at that spot, but at Asilomar. And this six days field of six years on my personal leave of absence or my personal sabbatical, I was sensing the nudge to enter the narrow gate on the far side of that field. I felt it by our colleague's sermon, but then on the final day, I sat at the edge of one of these pews with the well right here and our bishop standing here, our interim bishop, Bishop Sally Dick, preaching to me, <laughs> yeah, to me. And she was preaching about all the stuff we had gone through and what we had experienced in a way that she knew. And in a way that in that moment for me, that I was known and I was loved. And she became for me in that moment, Jesus at the well and I was the woman and then all of a sudden, overcome by it, I closed my eyes and I said, I didn't know you were going to send her. 
I didn't know that healing was going to come. I did not know how long that six days field would be. I did not know, but now I knew, and I was known, and I was loved. And so, because you cannot pass beyond it burdened, burdens gone, the Sabbath, there is a time for it, and then there's the threshold when we're called to pass through. And as I go, for Wendell, the, the, that time in the wood is the Sabbath. For us, for others, it can be that we remember the Sabbath, that we carry what we've learned into the wood, into our practices, through the threshold. Maybe that's how we get to Easter. Maybe that's how we get to new life by coming into the shadow, the shadow of the grace of the straight ways ending, the shadow of the mercy of light. it was Jesus who is maybe standing in a place like this and the disciples who are maybe sitting in a place like this, but it wasn't a Silomar. It was the ancient Near East. And they were having a similar back and forth experience of what does it mean to journey together as the world around us starts to collapse as the powers that be start to weigh heavy and to pull in? And what does it mean to trust in the love of God as we experience the deep unknowns of life? And looking at those friends around him, Jesus could have said or done any number of things. And in the world around us, we often hear what people think the takeaway was from Jesus. And often that takeaway is really loud. And yet what Jesus provided was a narrow way through of breaking bread at a table, a table at which all are truly welcomed, a table that is always already opening and expanding so that each and every part of creation has a place. And so we turn now to follow in that long line of people who have gone before us hearing whether it's in the words of interim bishop sally dick or reverend soon to be dr debbie weatherspoon the love of god the love that holds you and the world at this moment we do this as we recognize that we fall short of finding our way through that narrow gate and god meets us wherever we happen to be and the church calls this naming of the falling short a confession a prayer of confession and we do this not individually but collectively as all of god's people recognizing that we are in this together 
met for where we are and called into the depth of God's hope for the world. So I invite those in the sanctuary to stand either in body or spirit as you're willing and able. And we're gonna move into a time of quiet silence and reflection. Holding whatever wilderness time you might have, whatever experience of the fear or the burdens that might be within your bodies, our bodies, to just take notice of those and to be in this prayer of confession as we hold silence together. Friends, the God who is God is creator, redeemer, sustainer. God is making all things new. You are forgiven and you are blessed by God for the Lenten journey ahead. Amen. Amen. I invite us to join in the call and response that has become the church's practice for recognizing the belovedness of God in each and every neighbor around us. Friends, may the peace of Christ be with you. was chaos, when water and earth had yet to take shape. God the sculptor, the painter, the creator, touched the swirling mass. God's hand separated earth from water and water from sky. God touched the earth and plants turned green and fruit grew ripe and to celebrate God through holy fireworks in the skies, placing stars in the heavens. God touched the oceans and rivers and ponds and swimming beings made waves in the water and God reached to the sky and things with wings took flight and God looked upon all of this and said, this is good. And when everything was done, God took clay and formed an image of God's own self and breathed into it God's own breath and said, you're the one I've been imagining. You and everything around you, my beloved creation, all of this is good. But it wasn't good for long. Because the people of God found themselves like that Samaritan woman at the well, unable to let go of burdens behind us and to step together into God's love and embrace. So God reached inside God's own heart and pulled out love 
and beauty and compassion and justice and placed in a form that people might recognize a holy human being named Jesus. And God sent Jesus on earth to remind you and all of creation how God has made you in love and God will never, ever let you go. God loves us and to show us how to love each other but we couldn't accept it we couldn't agree about it and we were afraid the principalities and powers lure the people of God to turn against the way made known in the life ministry and love of Jesus in the end Jesus was given away by the very people who thought they loved him best because the challenge was too much. But before he was taken, Jesus gathered his friends around a table and promised them, promises us, that he would never leave us alone, but would come back and take us home with him. Like those long ago friends, we don't always understand the message Jesus brings to us or what his coming, going, and coming again means to us. We can only be grateful and call out this mystery of faith. When Jesus gathered his friends together, he took the simple food that was their Passover dinner, bread and wine, and he blessed it and gave thanks to you, holy God, and said, I am sharing this meal with you now so that you can share it together whenever you gather to remember me. pray together the words Jesus taught his disciples and we encourage you to name and address God in the language which is most dear and true to your own heart our God who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Pour your spirit, God, upon each of us gathered here and over these gifts which are before us. Make these gifts the body and the love of Christ. And make us, through the sharing of this feast, your love alive in the world. Amen. Amen. I invite you to be seated. Here at the table, we practice what we call an open communion table. All are welcome and invited to share together in this meal. Sarnit will help us. I think we're going to go out to the back. Does that look correct, Sarnit? So with the reins, we're going to begin in the back and be um, invited to move outside. Outside, you'll find stations. At each station, you will see the bread and the cup that's there. Next to the bread is always a cracker for those of us that might not be able to have gluten. And inside the cup in this church and in United Methodist Churches is always grape juice. We are aware often that as people come into this moment, it brings up anxieties for some of us. And so we'd invite you to just take a breath and to trust that we will move together in this divine dance and watch over one another in love as best we can. As you go out and then come back in, there are places all around the sanctuary where we invite you to pause and to be in a spirit of prayer or to stay right where you are as you feel led in those ways. So. Friends, this is the body of Christ and the bread of life broken for you and the cup of God's love poured out for you.
we encourage those praying with candles to stay for just as long as you desire in that spirit of prayer. God, in the breaking of the bread and in the sharing of this cup, may we be reminded now and always that we are known and loved by you. We offer this time in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ, our hope. Amen. Amen. We hope you will continue wondering about what next steps God might have in store for you. Many of us make commitments, we call deep commitments here, to share in life together. And we do that online, and then there are places here to give in the sanctuary and online to support the ministries of this church to ever deeper align with God's healing love in the world. And we commend those to you. We have moved to some new hours on Tuesdays for folks out at Table Farm, and so you'll find those online right outside after this sanctuary. For those of us in person, you'll find bread for those who have made those orders just right outside. There are ways to take next steps, whether that's wondering about baptism by connecting with Pastor Linda or with me. We would love to talk more about that. Also, we'll be leading a series called Growing in Faith that'll start in April, and we commend that to you if you'd like to connect with others. I invite you to stand as you're willing and able. We're going to go out this morning in song. This is an original piece of music from the musicians in front of us. This is Solabelle sharing Reach Out.
body or in spirit, I invite you to reach out without hitting your neighbor or love tapping them. But reach, reach out, reach out. Bring it in to your heart. Trust in the mystery. You are known, you are loved. Go in peace. Just me.